Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I'm at the beginning of my journey outside of academia through starting my own scientific editorial service. I'm Ian, and I'm in the process of leaving academia, aiming for a career in science communication or editing. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about one year ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. Hi, welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Clady and Ian, and we're going to talk today about investing in your new career direction. So as academics, we often think about saving as much money as possible, doing everything on the cheap, especially being grad students or postdocs, trying to save every penny, you know, going for the free food at seminars and so on. But sometimes changing careers requires an investment in yourself in both time and money. So I think we'll start off with Ian. You said that you had some thoughts on this subject. Yeah, well, I mean, having gone through this lately, I mean, and going through it now, it's, I mean, so in terms of, you know, the biggest investment I've made in terms of time is social media. And it's literally how I network, and it's led to professional opportunities. So that's one aspect of it. But then, like, the financial aspect is starting to hit me now, where, like, I, you know, on a whim, I paid to go to the AAAS meeting to network, and I got a few opportunities out of that to, you know, apply for jobs and meet new people, which was good. And But it was also, like, not super cheap to go, even though I did it as cheaply as I possibly could. And I'm also now going to do another trip where I'm networking, um, going to another conference that is outside of my field, but in a field that is one I'm hoping to get into, which is, you know, the science writing side. And I guess the other thing in terms of time is, you know, writing my blog and trying to be as good as possible at being a science writer or and slash journalist, even though I don't I don't apply that term to myself because it's not really the writing I do right now. And um, anyway, it's so like those are the things in terms of time and money. And then there's like a bod- bunch of things that I've thought about in the past that I've done in limited ways. Like, you know, like I made a huge list um, earlier in the day just with like, you know, is it worth it to pay for LinkedIn premium? And there's conference registrations. And somebody told me about someone who's literally moving to a city for a month to look for work just temporarily. Really? And yeah. Um, to Washington, D.C. too, which is not Wow, that's cheap. expensive. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm just like, wow, that's nuts. But at the same time, like, you know, one of the things you always hear is like, oh, yeah, well, it helps if you're local so you can actually go physically to a job interview and like meet more people who are literally in the place where you're trying to get work. Well, and also yeah, when, true. whenever you set the time to do that and put the effort of, okay, I, I have, I have some savings, so I'm going to, for instance, like this case, I'm going to move to DC and try to find a job. Um, then his, or her, I don't know. Um, whole, yeah, I don't know either. Damn. Whole uh, purpose of life will be finding a job. So you can do that eight, 10 hours a day and 
and that's right. kind of uh that's I mean that's probably worth I it. I think that that's worth in some ways. yes. Yes. Yeah, that could be. Uh, if you have the time, if you have the time, if you have the money, if you have some savings, uh, I believe that that is a good thing to do because applying for jobs is a lot of work. Yeah, and it's a lot of time and it's yeah, it's and it's hard if you're trying to do a full-time job also. And because like, I mean, because like the time I spend writing and stuff is time I'm not spending actually applying for the real jobs that are out there. But I have to maintain my writing schedule so that I can, you know, say like, oh, yeah, look, I, I am actively writing and pursuing this as a thing, as a career. And then like a couple of the other things I wrote down, kind of just like you can also join all the scientific societies in the world. And like being a member of society actually is beneficial. And like I... I've come to believe that you really do get out what you put into it. So, and, you know, if you get involved with your scientific society and, or more than one, like you will get rewards out of that. Um, and then there's things like career consultants and coaches, which I've done a little bit of and actually am probably going to do again. Yeah, I did that before um, switching. Yeah. And, um, and then there's like, for me, I also need to, make an investment in like some non-academic professional wardrobe because like you know <laughs> I, I mean if you see me now like i'm a t-shirt <laughs> blue jeans person for the most part almost every day like i have some like things that would be considered like dressing up for academia but probably not out in the you know i mean i don't know what to even call it it's out in the outside other the world. ivory tower yeah in the upside down yeah um, <laughs> whatever. yeah so i think yes. that what uh what we need to uh, talk about is, like an advice is, if you guys are willing to make a career move and you have to plan ahead of time and do some savings and some planning also. Right. Yes. I mean, right. Because, like, I, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, as intentional as I'm sounding, like, it's also been very chaotic and I've just been you know trying to do things as best i can and like you know i also paid to take a couple of classes online like just because like i think they're good like i've taken a couple of writing workshops and content mm -hmm. creation stuff and you know like i've amassed a ton of material on those subjects so which has been good and that's good like i think i i know from my own perspective like i had a hard time deciding to spend money on things like society memberships which have turned out to be really worth it for me for certain like um like the council of scientific editors that sort of thing like i paid money for that um i paid money for setting up my own website and things that i'll sit there and like i have my website is um, hosted by squarespace because i knew nothing about anything to do with websites and they were like here you pay us money and we will do like you have things that are fully customizable and you can drag and drop and that sort of thing really right. good but like i felt bad about spending it probably costs more than a word well it does cost more per year than a wordpress site Mm -hmm. but i felt kind of bad being like oh i'm gonna spend this extra money on something i could learn to do myself Right, but, but like, you it's... don't always have time to learn everything yourself. Right. And, like, I mean, because, like, I've been trying to learn to code forever, and it's just probably not going to happen. Like, I'll, I understand what I understand, and I might learn more, but it'll just be very piecemeal. And, like, it's really hard 
to Amanda's point, like, it's also true that it is really hard to decide to invest in yourself because, like, you know, like I've said, I've invested all of these things. And but literally like today, I just applied to join the National Association of Science Writers. Um, and, you know, it cost me some money and it's going to cost me some time because, like, I also had to be had to generate enough content to, like, feel like I was worthy of actually applying because you have to submit writing samples to them and you have to find two members to sponsor you. Plus, on top of that, the financial investment of it, which is it's not that expensive, but it's, um, you know, it's still an investment. And like it takes me a long time to make that decision to actually invest. And so that's part of the reason that I feel like I'm somewhat scrambling all the time is because it's like, yes, that thing exists and I could spend money on it, but I need to think about it more. Um, and think about it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that, like, trying to make that sort of switch in your head about trading off that money versus time thing. So I think, like, Clady had something to say a bit about time and Yeah, that sort of thing. I think talking about, like, something that you said that it was, oh, uh, I don't want to spend money on something that I can learn in myself. Yes, you can learn it yourself but it, it it will be painful one and two how much time it's going to take for you to learn all by yes. yourself so this is the the trading that you have to do like you have to put in your mind that we're talking about uh, spending to improve our career and spending right. There are two main things that we've been talking mm -hmm. all the time. One is money and the other is time. So both of them are equally important for us. So you yes. need to do this. And that's the problem that I have. <laughs> right. Because I view my time as not as worth as much as money. Right. And the thing is academics were also somewhat trained to favor taking the time over spending the money. And like find a way to troubleshoot that thing that be as cheap as possible and like even if it takes more time to get there like ultimately it's probably worth it for like oh once you have that set at this price point like you can do it forever at that cheaper price but it took you a longer time to get there when you could have just paid and had the result like you know a lot quicker and i think you're right clady like time like time and money are Mm -hmm. the same like are equally important yes the thing is that uh we don't we don't use time to pay for groceries so we tend <laughs> we tend to go more for for the money thing and i'm mm -hmm. taking what ian was saying about academics not spending money uh academia itself make it hard to spend money because like the grants um you cannot spend money on on several things because the grant they don't um, allow you to spend money so then right. if you wanna uh, do a, I don't know if you wanna go somewhere practice like for instance now I do have a, a professor from uh, one university that he told me like lady uh, I need to do this training on they bought this very very expensive equipment and he knows how to operate it, basically, but he wants to know more. And then he told me, I have the money uh, mm -hmm. to travel, 
because the, my grant allows me to travel, but, but my grant doesn't allow me to pay for the fee because there is a fee for, for uh, people that want to go and do the training at my company. And, and I was like, I don't know how to help you. I mean, there are some things online, some videos that you can watch yourself, but if you want to have actual conversation and attend to, I mean, you need to pay for the, for the, for the registration as well. And he was like, well, I'll see what I can do. So that's the thing, you know, academia doesn't huh. invest the, the money as well. It doesn't let you. Invest. That's true. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And it also, I think academia is, trains us to give our time away for free. Yes. So like, that's another whole thing. Yes, I don't know how many times I was told, this will be good for your career, you should go ahead and do this. Right, it'll be good experience. Right. And like, okay, well, how much experience do I need to, you know, start yes. to get paid to do something? And like, I don't have a good answer to this question. It's just like, I know I've put a lot of time into learning to communicate science. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I'm not only going to the science writers meeting, I hope, um, and becoming a member of that organization, I'm also going to a camp dedicated to science communication in November in Malibu, California for a weekend, which is also probably not going to be cheap. Yeah, but you investing money on yourself, on something that you know that you want to do. And in the end of the day, uh, you will meet people that uh, do the same thing and are in the same train of thought. So exchanging experience right. probably is going... Sometimes a conversation with someone that has been out there can can save you a lot of time, you know? And right. And save you a lot of money, too, sometimes. Yes. I mean, it's... So, like, it, yeah, there's this whole, like... Like, a friend of mine here who just... Like, she just transitioned also. Like, she just started her new job. Like, she transitioned from a postdoc at... Um, I, I guess I could say I'm at Dartmouth. Um, she transitioned from a postdoc at Dartmouth into a... An, a essentially, it's an administration position at Dartmouth. Like, doing instructional design. And, like, she was saying, like, yeah, she had a coach. And she, you know, hired a coach. And, like applied all over the place and like went to a bunch of conferences and then like what led to her current job which is like a random conversation at a local event where you know she was like at some mixer thing for dartmouth people and like somebody was like hey you should come join you know the instructional design team here and she's like yeah i'll apply and she got the job and there you go like it's the like it, have you guys read um what is it the paulo Kalo, the Brazilian yes. writer. Um, yeah. What is it? The Alchemist? Yes. It's Paulo Coelho. He's Brazilian. Right. Yeah, I know he's Brazilian. <laughs> um, right. Have you? Can I spoil The Alchemist? Like, oh. I think everybody should. Everybody who's read it probably has, or who will read it probably has right. read it. Yes. It's the notion <laughs> that, right. I mean, in that book, there's this whole thing of like the kid goes off on a huge adventure for thousands of miles and then like the treasure was actually buried back where he started. Like my friend's story was like that. Like it's just like, oh yeah, like the thing that I was looking for was right here and I found it eventually even though I had to invest a ton of time and effort and money and figure life out before it actually all worked out. But it's like not an easy calculation to crack and like especially because like that academics are expected to give our time away for free in many, many contexts. It's hard for us to decide to invest in ourselves because we're used to doing things as cheaply as possible. Right. And then, like, 
nowadays especially there seems like there's a whole like list of potential things to spend money on and it's like there's like the whole there's a lot of choice out there and it makes paralysis i think maybe more likely to happen right of like because like you know yes i could pay for that linkedin premium subscription but i don't think i'm going to because like i don't think that's going to be that useful to me yeah i think that <laughs> but then the maybe it would to be balance out and see I don't know, make a list of things that you will want to do or, you, and, or that needs to, that costs money and maybe do a pros and cons what, and see if the, if the pros are good enough, you know, for that. Because sometimes, uh, okay, we can say, oh, yes, it's worth to spend money and to do this and, and you're investing in yourself. But uh, what about if you just don't have the money? <laughs> Sometimes you don't or you just yeah. have like a limited money. So then you have to choose about, OK, that's that's what. So this is the thing that I think that it's going to um, be useful for me. And that's what I'm going to do. Right. And yes. like, here's the thing, like the, the thing that also is sort of frustrating to me about this to some extent is, you know, like, I've been trying to figure out transitioning for years and like trying to go from where I'm starting because that's where you have to start. Right. Um, <laughs> so you have to start where you are uh, into transitioning. But like in many ways, like I have every advantage in this process because like I am a single white dude. Like, <laughs> I don't have kids. Like, I don't have, like, you know, like, I have a cat. But there's nice. the, you know, like, I have every possible advantage in, like, having a lot of time to spend outside of work doing, dedicated to moving myself forward. And yet, like, it's still a very grueling and frustrating process. And, like, maybe that's all down to me and my particular like, and maybe anybody else could have made this work faster and better and quicker, but... Well, I think that just searching for a job in general is a grueling and taxing process. Right. Oh, like, I agree with you. But, like, I'm the person who has the luxury of actually having time, potentially, Yeah, but you know what theory. I think? Uh, sometimes when you have all the time, you tend to... Uh, spend longer and not focus enough because you have more time. For me, it I I work better with deadlines. I remember that like yes, last week mm -hmm. I knew that this week I was going to travel on Monday afternoon, and I had a long list to do things to do on Friday, and I I didn't do half of the things that I could. That okay, it was Friday. I think well, it was Friday the last day of the week I was super tired and then I on the weekend I just rested I work a little bit on Saturday but on Monday morning I sat down on my computer and I was like pew 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 done so mm -hmm. I guess whenever you I knew that I had four hours to have those things mm -hmm. done so I did it I did everything yeah. in those four hours probably if I wasn't going to travel it would have taken me the whole day. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's like yeah. there's a name for that. Like it's the like phenomenon of like the task taking the time you give it, basically. Um, yes. Like I forget what the effect is called, but anyway, there's a name for that. I was gonna say you were saying you know I'm a single guy. I've got my cat. Like I know that my 
time management skills like and I don't recommend anybody gaining time management skills this way but before I had kids and after I had kids my time management skills got way better after I had kids again <laughs> disclaimer I don't suggest anybody have a child well, just to be more efficient I mean it's not the only reason right I mean it's yeah. it's a perk of being a parent you yes. get better at what time management <laughs> right but like I had you know daycare was open at a particular time and I had to pick them up at a particular time otherwise you know DCF was called so when I was in the lab I had between eight and five or nine and five nine and six or whatever time I was in like whatever schedule I had and those were the amount of time like everything had to be done in that time period right right exactly which meant that everything did get done in that time period because I couldn't like and not saying that you know you're doing this or anybody else does but like right I had 20 minutes to like I had 20 minute sessions to write this paper or do x y or z so I did spend that 20 minutes doing whatever right and you learn not to go through analysis paralysis probably like yes. I mean that's like the main like that's the thing that holds me up more than anything and like I because like I have the time to essentially fill doing that and like I mean there are yeah so like as a parent you just don't have time for that right it's just like yeah yep. like if I was writing an email to somebody I didn't spend time like pre-kids I might have spent time agonizing over sending this email to my professor or to a professor but post-kids I'm like I this is an email it's got to be done in two minutes and then it's gone and on to the next thing so and certain things I learned just had to be good enough like they didn't have to be perfect they just had to be good enough right and I'm not saying that my lab work was sloppy or anything like that just more of I didn't spend all this time like right speaking of something else that academics may not tend to be trained in is the good enough principle yeah, like, because we are trained to, to get perfect. it perfect and get it right. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying I did a bad job or anything oh, no. like that. Just more of I didn't spend time like more effective. Out of every minor thing. You end up right, being right. more effective. And I think Ian, whenever you have this analysis paralysis, you should just like, OK, I'm going to have a break now. It's not it, it's knowing that that's not uh, you're going to spend too way much time. Uh, on trying to do something, even though you want to finish today, sometimes it's better just to close everything, go for a run, go for a beer, whatever, and then come back to it later or the next day because you're going to be rested and then you're going to be much more effective. So it's trying to, to use your time wisely. Right. Yes. Right, exactly. And I mean, these are the things that I've been trying to learn is, you know, like, having time to focus and being practical and like, you know, like time management stuff. Like, and then I've gotten better at it for sure. And also do a Twitter break because um, a Twitter break is, is, is fun. Uh, and also it, it's an investment of your career because we do have a scientific networking there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can kind of vent about your issues and know more people and ask questions. So the the, the investment of time on Twitter, it, I think it's a win-win situation. For me, it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've gotten really good advice on Twitter and I've gotten help. Right, exactly. And then I've just had fun on Twitter too. Like, I mean, you know yes. what I mean? It's, yeah, like for me, who's, you know, 
led a fairly sheltered and isolated existence. Like t- Twitter has opened my world in a <laughs> lot of ways. So it's like, I, I mean, for people who want to invest time, like there are worse things to do than get involved on a social networking platform like Twitter. Like you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be Twitter. You can use LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, whatever. But um, I do think that's like, that's a time investment that is, that does actually pay off. And like, you can, you know, invest what you want into it. So I had something to kind of add to the whole, like when you were, you were talking about making a decision about spending time or money on something. So one of the things that I've been trying to frame in my head when I've been presented with, Hey, here's this free opportunity. Like here's this opportunity for free for you to invest your time in that will help you like gain exposure or make contacts or something is that I know my hourly rate for what I get paid or what I want to be paid. So like I think of it as what I pay my hourly rate to say a 10 cent said networking event or to do this particular opportunity for like if somebody approached me for writing would I do that for free or something like that and that's what's how I've started making those analyses for doing those volunteer opportunities so that might help some people out there for making that particular decision right and like I'm trying to remember what it is like there's a three um like there's like a three prong thing where like you get paid, you get exposure or an experience. I forget what it is. And like, if something doesn't meet two of those three criteria, you don't right. do it. Right. I, I could be getting the triangle wrong, but like there's a, like a writer there. I, I've heard this from writers. I've heard this from freelancers. I've heard this from other professional people who do like client service type stuff where it's like, if, if it doesn't meet two of these three criteria, then I won't do it. Um, and like, and one of them is getting paid money to do it. And another one is like the exposure. And the the third one I think is like, is this a good experience? And was this going to like stretch me professionally and help me grow? And if it doesn't meet like two of the three things, then you say no to that particular opportunity, whatever it is. Yeah. I wonder how this can relate. If we could apply that to the, not, uh, on the other way, like, if you wanna spend money on something, then it can it have to fit three criteria, you know, like right. right. Oh yeah, like if you flip that around, yes, and try to think yes, of it as being that's what I was like thinking. I would spend money to this. Well, okay, I mean, or I guess I will it would spend be... money on this because it'll do. All right, let's X, let's, y, and Z. let's troubleshoot this in the last couple minutes we have. Like, okay, so or not troubleshoot. Let's like parse this out. So like, if you're gonna invest money, like you want it to be worthwhile in some way, right? So it's yes. either going to help you make connection, maybe. Like, that could be okay. one of the big things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be an important, like, you're traveling. Like, I'm thinking particularly of travel, right? You can spend money to develop yourself professionally in some way, like getting a credential or taking a class. Like or learning a new skill. Learning a new skill, right? So that's another one. And like those, like these two things can be combined. And then I guess, what would the third one be? Like, what what could be like a third thing that might help you decide to spend money or not? Um, like uh, I, enjoyment, enjoyment or exposure. I yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're gonna spend money on something, then enjoying it isn't 
like enjoying the experience isn't a bad thing to have as a criteria. Oh, I yeah. think that I, is yeah, I guess that's a very good true. criteria, actually. Because <laughs> you, you're investing on something that, in theory, you want to uh, change your career and you want to do that for most of your right. life. So you better... Mm-hmm start investing in something that you will enjoy doing right right Right. and i guess like implicit in what we're thinking about is like people transitioning from academia are hoping to transition to something better or at least as good as what their academic position was uh Um, define eventually like money wise you're saying salary wise no not necessarily um lifestyle wise like you know what i mean like you're trying to find you're trying to transition to make a better fit for you Yes, yes, I yes. think a better fit yeah, is a good. That that's, that's a good. Right, you're trying that's to a find. Good complete thing. Yeah, you're trying to find that new outfit that fits you better than the old one, something like that, because you've changed or something. I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's a bad way to put it, but <laughs> something like that is what I think we're going for. And like, so I think enjoyment is like a criteria that's worthwhile. Like, I mean, because part of going to the SciComm camp for me is like one, yes, investing the money, but like. I also get to meet some science communication professionals and like, it like I mean, like fun. some of the, like the big ones in the world, like, you know, like I think yeah. like Cara Santa Maria is the one who organizes boy. it. Jason Goldman is a science writer who I know is going to be there. Like I, who I know through, through Twitter and writing and like Derek Muller from Veritasium is going to be presenting there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get to take off a lot of boxes and like, you yeah. know, like my biggest moment this year, yeah. like, you know, I got to meet Joe Palka a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, I guess now. Like, you know, he's the science correspondent for NPR. And, like, like I've been an NPR wow. listener my entire life. So, oh, I remember that. Like, you it's been a, a huge deal for me to, like, yeah. yeah, it was a big deal for me to, like, and it was worth the hour to go do that and meet him. So um, That's awesome. So, yeah, so I think there's, like, you know, like, I think that example sums up, like, when it's worth it to spend money or not. Um, like, for the SciComm camp thing, like, it's totally worth it, wherever, whatever happens. And I get to spend a weekend in Southern California in November. Ah, yeah, yes, I think that um, that definitely hits the enjoyment factor. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we're gonna wrap it up here. This is a good place to wrap it up. We've talked a bit about um, investing money and time in your new career or your new direction for transitioning, and some of the criteria for why you might want to invest your money or your time in a particular thing. So we hope that you all have found this useful. And if you have any suggestions on future topics, you can find us on Facebook, comment on our Facebook page. You can email us at show at recoveringacademic.net. You can comment on our website or you can contact any of us on Twitter. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic Podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. You can find us on the web at recoveringacademic.net, where you can contact us and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm at Lady Scientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore BMS. And I'm at IH Street. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower. <laughs> <laughs>